Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes 2018 Halloween episode, brought to you by our generous Patreon supporters. I am Jeremy, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a horror role-playing game based upon the fictional works of H.P. Lovecraft. Tonight, your investigators of the unknown will be Brian, Gabe, and yours truly. But more importantly, your keeper of arcane lore is Matt. If only you could hear how loud I'm sweating right now. (laughs) Take it away, Matt. Okay. Three days. That's how long you've been on the open ocean. The weather has taken a turn for the colder, seeing as you're clearly sailing right past Greenland, heading to your destination across the pond in Liverpool. Jack, it all started a few weeks ago when you received a call from your old friend, professor, and somewhat accomplished horror novelist, Sandy George. No. In a long and endearing phone call of catching up through the tales of years past, she makes mention of the financial trouble she's found herself in. See, the last book didn't sell as well as the publishers would have liked, and as such, they've kind of put Sandy on a short leash, hoping that she can turn it around and the next book will sell better than the last one. Unfortunately for you, Sandy, an uncrackable case of writer's block and the iron grip of the publishers seems to have conspired to halt all progress on your new novel. In a last fit of desperation, you've quickly decided to sell off your prized possession— A lovely high-end luxury yacht named the Delilah, after your first, and if anyone asks, favorite cat. In order to retain some control of your writing, unfortunately, sacrifices must be made. So you called Jack, and Jack then, you heard that she was throwing one last farewell cruise on her way to sell the yacht. And she told you to, you know, find someone to bring along and you can have a good time. There's always time for one last romp out on the yacht. Oh, oh. Roy, while it takes some convincing, at first upon the realization that this would mean even more time away from Greta and the kids and your desk back at the FBI, and the boat is fully stocked with both food and liquor for the entirety of the trip, you relent and decide to come along. All the while, you know, you decide, maybe I can start working on that screen door romance novel I've been thinking about for a while. And with another famous writer on board, maybe you can get some tips and advice? I mean... She does this for a living, so how hard can it be? And so we begin, intrepid investigators and listeners, to the Lovecraft Tapes Halloween Special 2018, The Derelict. Then the bomb goes off, everybody dies. Thank you! Yes. (laughs) You all stand aboard the sun deck of the Delilah, a 95-foot motor yacht that can hold up to 10 people in absolute luxury, containing three levels the open-top bridge, the main deck, and the lower deck. It has such luxuries as a very nice dining room, a full kitchen, bedrooms for everybody, and a top deck that has some very, very comfortable chairs and cushions, shall I say, for uh, spending some time in the sun. So, we're cruising, heading across the ocean, and you guys have some time to kill. So, I'm out on the uh, sun deck... And uh, sunning myself topless. Ah, hi, Jackie. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, here, let me help you. I reach down to next to the, the reclining lawn chair and help her boot back up onto her belly. <laughs> what are you working on these days other than the huge? Jackie, I've got the worst writer's block. Hmm. It's terrible. I tell you, I see these words in my mind, but I can't get them on the page. 
Uh, you could dictate if you'd like. Would you mind if I call you Clifford? The big, big red dog? Yes, the big red dog. Not at all. Okay, Jackie, I'll call you Clifford. All right, Sandy, you mind if I call you Cheeks? Oh, well, let me turn over first. <laughs> you got the lotion? It puts it on its skin. Yes, put it on the skin. It might look like a handbag, but it's actually <laughs> my back. It's a bit leathery, I know, but at my age, uh, <laughs> I, I turned uh, 69 this uh, last uh, spring. That is a you? great number. Nice. <laughs> As you two chat away, up onto the main deck walks FBI agent Roy Arroyo, clearly holding a large notebook titled Screen Door Amore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, did you, what do you have there, young man? So I could own my down Easter Alexa. We're on a boat like Billy Joel, guys. <laughs> Motherfucker. This is my dream. This is your dream. So what do you work on there? I see you've got a, a book. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's kind of a private thing. Oh, oh it was clearly says screen door or more. So I assume that you're some sort of fetish novel. It's French. You wouldn't you wouldn't understand. That's it. what I said. Fetish. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. What's up, Roy? Hey, I don't know how we haven't interacted, even though we've been on this boat for a couple minutes. I just pl- close my eyes and plug my ears as I walk around. Well, boys, there are, there's plenty of lotion here, and you both have uh, free hands, so if you don't mind. I just have to run to the bathroom. I'll be right back. I have a daughter, so I can't. <laughs> now, Jackie, you always were the firecracker in school. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I liked firecrackers. Don't, don't forget, uh, I was your mentor back in uh, college. That is true. So are you a voodoo priestess? Roy, I never went to college. I know, you're an idiot. Any luck with a sister, finding your sister? Uh, a little bit of a sore subject. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't mean to pry, I don't mean to pry. The idiot got shot in the face. Uh, I'm gonna do a psychology roll, just to see if I can tell what uh, Jack's state of mind is. I needed a 40 and I rolled a 95, so... Clearly, he, he's perfectly happy. Welcome to our world. <laughs> I'm glad to see that he's turned out so well. As you guys chat along from up on the bridge, you hear the ringing of a large brass bell as a man steps out from behind the door. He's fairly tall and quite stocky, although it's clear that that's not fat. That's mostly muscle, probably from spending years piloting boats, working out on the open ocean. He has somewhat bushy salt and pepper gray hair, currently wearing a navy blue turtleneck tucked into a nice pair of khakis. Oh, he has a turtleneck, so he's not circumcised. I see. (laughs) This man is Byford Looms. And you would know him, Sandy, because he is the man you hired to uh, drive the boat, pilot the boat, however you want to say it, over to Liverpool for you, considering you wanted to relax on deck with your friends. Well, absolutely. I couldn't pilot the thing by myself. Uh, Byford, Byford is uh, I I think he's like Norwegian or something. It's just a... Just a, a very capable young man. Ah, good news, everybody. We uh, seem to have found a shortcut. It'll shave a day or two off of our journey. Although things might take a wee bit of a turn for the colder, seeing as we're going to have to scoot a bit farther north. Hmm, I don't, I don't know why his Norwegian accent slipped out there, but... Uh... <laughs> Uh, yes, yes, Byford, uh, that sounds excellent. Uh, shortcut, shortcut would be nice. Uh, we have to go north, you say? Is there much sun up that way? Maybe this time of year. It tends to be a little bit cloudier. But uh, oh. we might catch a little bit here and there. All right, I'll put my shirt on. Hey, Jaws. Yes? We're going north. Are we going to run into some Vikings? I highly doubt it. Vikings go north. That's what Newfoundland is. Of course. He turns behind him up to the deck to shout. 
to another person you see just kind of hanging back in the door a bit. Win! Why don't you get your skinny ass out here? These people might need some service. From behind, the very tall, very well-built Byford comes a much skinnier, almost awkwardly gangly man. This is Win Looms, Byford's son and first mate on this chirp. He's currently wearing a nice pair of blue jeans, little ripped at the knees, obviously, from continued wear, a gray hoodie, and on top of that, a yellow rain slicker. Ooh. Does he have a hook for a hand? No. Oh, thank God. Not yet. All right, which one of you boys is a pirate ghost? <laughs> or is a ghost pirate? Ah, uh, I don't think either of us are really uh, ghosts. Look, um, hey, Dad, um... Uh, there's there's something I there's something up ahead you might you might want to have a look at. If I swear, if you keep showing me more of these stupid schools of fish, look, I know you enjoy looking at them, but you're not gonna make any money staring at fish all day. Ah, marine biology can actually be a, a profitable business uh, degree. Uh, uh, oh, jeez. Uh, come on, come on, guys. Uh, and he leads all of you up to the front bow of the ship. I'll button up my blouse and uh, me too. Sort of cuddle up to uh, Byford and put my arm around him. So, so what do we have here? Yeah, your boy is a little spineless. Ah, uh, he spent way too much time with his mother. <gasps> Maybe he should spend some time with somebody else's mother. <laughs> Grandmother. Oh, I spend most of my days out on the ocean, working ships, fishing, crabbing, you name it. Oh, speak a little slower, please. <laughs> Surrounded by semen. Surrounded by semen. Ah, uh, takes me back to my college days. <laughs> That's why I brought him with me on the trip. Figured maybe a little bit time out with his father, seeing what real men do for a living will help toughen him up. I think that's that's quite... You, you know, you're giving me quite an idea for a horror novel. A sea captain, adrift, he fights a large shark. I don't think that my IQ is high enough to understand your son, Billford. As you approach the front bow of the ship, something begins to show through a thick bank of fog. It's, it's big. It's really big. As you pull up a little closer, you can see it, it looks like a ship. A big ship at that. Possibly one of those, you know, ships that they use to move things long distances. Like a freighter? Or a frigate? Uh, whatever it is, it's... It's not personal use. It's definitely commercial. Can I spot a name? Uh, why don't you give me a spot hidden roll? Uh, it's not going to turn out so good. <laughs> I need a, ooh, I need a 25. Spend and your I luck. Need, I, I rolled a 30. I will spend five luck to get the name. Sandy, as you squint and peer through the fog, on the side of the ship in big white letters, you see Grinlin Tropish. And I will put this in chat because it is a Norwegian name. It translates to my life. <laughs> I'm going to do a history check to see if I recognize this as a historical vessel. I needed a 40. I rolled a 9, which is a hard success. Wow. Nice roll. All that skill. You can tell it's it's not historic, but it's definitely old and, and beaten up and weathered. And not a brand new ship on its maiden voyage. Okay. Fair enough. Captain Byford squints. I don't recall hearing about any other ships out this way. Being as we're crossing over the Atlantic, I have to keep a close eye on international shipping channels to make sure something that size doesn't cut us in half. And as far as I've known, the uh, radio's been rather silent. But your son spotted it with no problem. Good job, Wynn. Ah, uh, thanks. Um, 
it's it's nice to have someone around here who who appreciates me somewhat. Do you think? Oh, that's no problem. Maybe you and I should have a little chat later in my bunk. Uh, um, <clears throat> you think maybe we should uh, try to contact them and make sure everything's okay? They're kind of just drifting there. Ram them. <laughs> With a small yacht. <laughs> ha we lose. <laughs> oh. All right. Everyone up to the bridge. We'll uh, call them up on the radio and see if anybody responds. Maybe they need some help. All right, let's go. Lead the way, Byford. Byford and Wynn lead you back around the front of the boat and up... Into the bridge. All right. Anyone here want to take a shot at calling him up and see what happens? I got this. He hands you uh, the radio mic. Push the button and talk. I'll push the button. Attention, groin land tropic fish. This is Royal Royo's yacht speaking, letting you know that if you're on board, we need a response. Over. You hear nothing but static. I am assuming that this is hostile now. Over. Still nothing. I'll put. I'll give the radio back to Jaws. All right. There's nobody on that ship, which means that it's a free ship. Maritime law says we can claim it. Arr. Ah, technically you are correct. Should we? Uh, should we try to go over and see if everybody's okay? Maybe they're. Uh, that that's an excellent suggestion, uh, Jackie. Uh, what should we do with this derelict? Hey. Let the men handle this one, sweetheart. He turns, Win, take us in closer. Not that close, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, Dad. He grabs the wheel and the controls, throttles the boat up, and slowly pushes you closer to the ship. As it comes more into range, you can see that there's a reason why it's not moving and you are. It seems to be lodged into the side of an iceberg. Holy sheep shit. Hey, Jack, I bet I can jump to the other boat from here. I don't think you can do it. 20 bucks. I bet I can. All right, I'll, I'll pay you once once you get back. Byford, what do you make of this? We're not anywhere near any major shipping lanes. Sandy's going to get a faraway look in her eye and then slowly pull out a little notebook and start jotting down some notes. Ooh. I'm going to use my jump roll to prove to Jack that I can jump to the other boat. Meanwhile, it's 20 feet higher than our boat. He's just going to go smack and slide down the boat. Not if I grab onto the, something on the side, like the anchor rope or whatever. I got this. I have a jump roll for a reason. Roy E. Arroyo. Super genius. <laughs> so I needed a 20 and I got a 51. That'd be a fail. So you step back a bit. You limber up for a moment. You lean down and you start sprinting only to catch your foot on the edge of a chair. <laughs> and you promptly go <laughs> onto your face onto the deck. Roll for sanity. Only making it about five feet. Joke's on you. I don't have any money on me. That's all right, Roy. I'll make sure I get it somehow. Well, what should we do, gentlemen? I, I'm, I'm at a loss, but this is very unusual, and uh, it's giving me some ideas. Uh, Captain, what's what's the best way to get over there, do you think, in your experience? The easiest way for us might be to somehow get the gangway down. That's possible. We can just walk right up. Ah, uh, sans that, we might be able to get to hook up and over, maybe have someone climb up and release it from there. Roy is graceful as hell. We could probably have him do it. I just need a second chance. I can make this jump. I think that might be our options, trying to get a hook up and on, onto their uh, their side. All right, we can we can try your lame idea. It was the captain's idea, but all right. I'll I'll try and bring us in as close as, as we can get. Shut up, Zisu. We got this handled. Wynn continues to nudge the boat closer and closer to the Groenland, as close as he dares. I'm gonna I'm gonna look as we're coming in closer and see if I see anything else, like maybe there's a hole in the side or something like that before we go on. 
Uh, the side of the ship you're looking at looks just fine. Okay. I mean, a little bit of scraped off paint and some rust, but... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Rust? Mm-hmm. If I hit that rust, it'll break, causing a hole in the boat that I can jump That's through. That's true. I was thinking the same thing. Now, now Bifa, do we have uh, some sort of rope contraption? We could uh, snag that gangway and use that to, to uh, board the deck? I, I carry plenty of rope on the boat. It's useful for all sorts of things. Uh, uh, that's good to hear. <laughs> very good to hear. But but forget about that for now. Let's let's concentrate on the deck. I, I said deck, right? Yes, okay, deck. <laughs> Come on, Cheeks, you gotta focus. You're absolutely right, Jackie. Win. leave the boat here. Why don't you go down deck and see if you can find that rope and that grappling hook you infernally consi- insist on carrying everywhere. Uh, uh, okay, Dad. I told you a grappling hook was a good idea, though. Ah, go find it. And this will be the podcast. You guys just keep talking. (laughs) Wynn trots off the bridge and uh, heads down to the lower levels of the yacht to find his uh, rope and grappling hook. Now, uh, Roy, do you you see anything on the deck at all? Uh, Do get up, please. But uh... I can't see nothing. I'm kind of a bit dazed from when Jack tripped me to make sure that I wouldn't make the jump. He used to do that to all his classmates, too. Uh, how about you, Jackie? Uh, do you spot anything uh, interesting on the deck ups up there? You know, I haven't seen anything, but let me look a little closer. I rolled a spy hidden. I needed a 70. I got a 43. From your position below the ship, you can see that not only is there some large structure at the back, probably a combination of the bridge on top and living quarters for the crew underneath, but you see three large cranes. However, the third one seems to be set at an odd angle, almost as if it was damaged in some way, possibly, and it was maybe being set up for repairs at some time, but for whatever reason, nobody ever finished the repairs or reset the crane. That's very strange. Also, from here, you can clearly see that the anchor is still up. They have not made any attempts to drop anchor. Or trow. This is very peculiar. I don't trust this. I have an eerie feeling about this. But then again, I have an eerie feeling about most things. Yeah, me too. It's part and parcel with the job. Uh, guys, I've, I've found it. Wind comes bounding back up the stairs and onto the deck, holding a uh, good length of rope around his shoulder tied off to a grappling hook. Nice, we'll give it a spin there, Winnie. I mean, I'm not the, not the most athletic person in the world. Anybody have a good throw? I have an excellent throw. How, how about if I try it? Uh, yeah, go, go right ahead, Miss George. Everybody, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we throw it, let's tie off one end just in case we miss and it goes in the water. We can pull it back in. Try again. Uh, no problem. And she'll uh, tie a knot to her ankle. <laughs> to the ankle, yeah. And uh, to, to uh, a railing. And then uh, she'll start spinning it and toss it. Oh, lordy. So the first roll uh, went quite wide. I needed a 70. I got a 94. So it actually misses quite badly. What happens? Splash. All right. I'm going to step up real quick and... Um, Help her pull it in. Thank you, Jackie. I appreciate the advice. I'm, I'm a little bit rusty. Find that cold water. Would be a little bit of bad news if I slipped and fell in there. You are horny. No, the water's quite cold. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I took that wrong. I am quite horny. <laughs> well, here, you give it a try there, boy. Oh, God, no. I'm, I will throw it right straight into the water. You got a sucky throw? Oh, I do. Not as good as my 70? Uh, it's a 20. Byford steps up. Here, let me give this a shot. Oh, thank God. True gentleman. And with a one, two, three, the grappling hook lofts up into the air 
and sails neatly up and over the ledge, where you hear a clang, pulls back down. Seems like this might have stuck on something. Well, now that we got that out of the way, Hugh here feels like shimmying up a length of rope and dropping that uh, gangway for the rest of us. What do you think, Roy? I'll come after you. I'll, I'll use the gangway. Somebody else, please. I'm a little tuckered out from that failed throw. I'll go. Thank you, Roy. She rubs your back. Uh, all right. Uh, so I'll, <laughs> all right. I, I'll get up there and start rolling or start moving. And she'll cup your butt cheeks and help push you up a little bit. <laughs> me too. In tandem. I'm cupping hers as she's cupping yours. Why don't you give me a climb roll? But because Sandy here is cupping your butt cheeks, I'm going to give you a bonus die. Nice. A bonus die. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have a 20 in climb, so this will be fun. Oh, Lord. Oh, 20. Oh, wow. And I got a six. Nice job. That's a hard success. You're a spider monkey. So, with the <clears throat> motivation of a large woman cupping your butt cheeks, helping you up, you manage to scamper up the rope quite easily and land yourself onto the first deck. It's huge. Lower, lower the gangway, uh, Roy. We can all aboard. All right, I'll lower the gangway as I declare myself captain of this new boat. <laughs> say, say the line. Say the line. I am the captain now. You're the captain now. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold, before I lower the gangway, you all have to say that I'm captain. You're the captain now. You're Captain Roy. As you climb up onto the deck of the Grinland Tropish... Jaws and Steve Zissou have to say it also. You take a second to look around and orient yourself. Right below the crane, you see three large openings in the deck. Clearly the holds where they stored their cargo. The holes? Only one of the hatches is secured shut. The other two, the first one being partially open, the second one being open all the way. Which should allow easy up and down to the, uh, the holds below. The two large winches that control the ship's anchor, which now that you're up here you can see has not been deployed, are up at the front of the ship. So, you're gonna walk around up here and do some exploring, or you want to just go drop your gangplank? I'll do that first, after Jaws and Steve Zisu claim that I'm captain, so that way we can get a lot of ground covered at once. Hey, Buford. You're gonna drop the plank or not? Oh, I don't know. Stevie, you're gonna at least say it. I know you. You're afraid of me already. Uh, you're the captain now. All right, Jaws, you're it. Is this really where you want to make a stand? It's, I, I make a stand everywhere I go. If you haven't figured that out, you don't know nothing about the Arroyos yet. All right, forget it. I cut the rope. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. See ya. Let's keep going, guys. <laughs> I'm stuck on the iceberg. You just made it so you have to have the gangway lowered. Fine, you're a captain. And I'll kick the gangway down so they can all board. Nice. And as we go up, uh, I'll say to Byford, don't worry, you're still my captain. Captain, my captain. All right, so we're all up on the deck. As you all arrive onto the first deck of the Grinland Tropish, something just feels wrong. There's a dark and very unwholesome and uneasy atmosphere up here. Uh, I'm going to look for any guide wires that might slice us all in half at the moment's notice. I saw ghost ship, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Now that you're up here, what do you guys feel like doing? You have the superstructure at the back of the ship. You have the cranes and the openings into the deck. And you have the winches and the anchor mechanism at the front. Well, I think we should make our way to the bridge and, and, and check things out first, see if anybody's still in there. What do you guys think? I, I think it might be uh, advisable to drop the anchor. It's stuck on an iceberg. But, but if it becomes unstuck, then it will uh, surely dash our, my yacht. In the smithereens. So, don't we do that from the bridge? No, no, the winch is towards the There's bow. a winch? If you, take, if you take a look at the map, 
you will clearly see that the winches are located towards the anchor at the, at the bow of the ship. All right, let's head over there and drop the anchor. I say we split up. <laughs> I disagree. Ca- captain, why don't you and uh, and uh, Mr. Arroyo check out the comms I'm the array. captain. What do you mean Captain and Mr. Arroyo? I, I meant Captain Mr. Arroyo. Yeah. Is what I meant to say. Maybe you and Bifer could go check out the comms array while uh, Jackie and Wynn and I... Uh, uh, Take a look at the winches. We could do that. All right, let's do it. All right, goodbye. I mean, see you later. See you later. Oh, Roy, Roy, I'll be right back. I hope you aren't. Hey, if you find any gold, it's mine, because I I said it's mine, and I'm the captain. All right, you weirdo. Also, if there are screen doors, let me know, because I'm trying to figure out how many I'm going to have to get put (laughs) into the boat. You'll be the first to know. All right, uh, I'm going to lead the way towards the winches. Again, those winches... I burned through the bridges. You want to give me a spot hidden roll on your way to the winches? I do. Uh, yeah, somebody else, please do. <laughs> I needed a 70. I got a 36. I'm scanning the deck as I walk. As you scan back and forth, you happen to glance down at the uh, the floor you're walking on. And, you know, to you, it almost looks like something really big has been dragged along the top of this deck. Okay. That's strange. Uh, Are you seeing this? What do you see, Jackie? Yeah, I'm not sure what what this could be. I'm going to crouch down and look a little bit closer and see if I can get uh, a feel for what it might be. If it's actually into the boat or if it's something on top of the metal of the boat. It has managed in several places to scrape the deck clean of ice and dent the metal. Holy shit. Something that heavy? Hmm. That is strange. Well, I, I think, uh, whereabouts on the boat are we? Are we close to the winches, or are we near the crane, or the third crane? Right about now, you're just about to head up the set of stairs. Up towards hold three. You're right in front of crane two, where those stairs are. If we were in a, this was in a little bit different spot, I would have thought it'd be the uh, the crane that's damaged up here. You can see how it's all, all pulled down versus the other two. I wonder if that was trying to lift something and it fell. You know what I mean? And it as it fell, it, it dragged a bit. Yes. Well, let's get... And, and hole, hole two is completely open. Yeah. So did, did it come from there? But you would think uh, the crane three would only go to hole three, which is completely closed. Right. That's why I'm not sure how, how this makes any sense, to be honest with you. Does it appear that whatever made these mocks might have come from hole two? I'm going to slowly walk back a little bit towards crane two. And go up to hold two and just peer in a little bit. So you walk on over to hold two and kind of peek over the edge and you can't really see a whole lot. I mean, it's dark down there. But from your position up above and with a little bit of sunlight, you can see what look like stacks and stacks of wooden crates. Some of them covered in tarps. Okay, so just a normal cargo hold, basically. Well, I can't really tell if it came from here or not, so why don't we get up there to the winches and get the anchor drop and we can do a little bit more uh, looking around. I agree, Jackie. You're always the smart boy. We'll proceed up towards the winches. Winches? Come along, Win. So, as you walk up the stairs and past hold three, you get a better look at the base and controls for crane three, and you can clearly see that this has been damaged by something. Wires are torn and frayed from their fittings, and the mountings have been twisted, as if a large object had knocked into the crane, causing it to bend and twist. I will double check to make sure that I'm not sliced through the midsection. <laughs> no, there's there's nothing oh, through your oh, midsection. I'm good. Oh, God. Oh, God. You know what? All these frayed wires. I'm not. I'm no expert, but I wonder if the iceberg was maybe a little bit bigger than we thought, and part of it came in and crushed this. 
little bit of sunlight doesn't take much to uh, melt that down to the ice we're seeing right now on the deck. How about here. you, Wynn? Uh, you, you, you're more of a boatman. Uh, what, what, what's your prognosis? It's pronounced seaman. I, I haven't spent a whole lot of time around heavy machinery, but I'm I'm kind of good at fixing things, and maybe something can be done with this, but n- n- not quickly, and definitely without finding some tools. All right, well, I'm sure if we need to, we could fix it. Uh, there's probably tools down below, uh, but right now, let's proceed with the winches and uh, see if we can drop that anchor. You walk your way up to the mechanism, when takes a look at for a second, walks over, pulls a lever, and the large metal chain starts rolling out until you hear a loud boom, the anchor hitting the ice below. Roy, as Captain Byford walks you back towards the looming superstructure behind you, all the while taking a look around, he seems uneasy. Even for a man who spent a lot of time out on the ocean, he feels like there's something wrong here, and it shows. Zip. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, ghost ships. I hate them. What makes you think this is a ghost ship? A ship this large doesn't have a small crew. If anyone was on here, we'd know. There's quite a few people required to run a vessel of this size. They probably got rescued, moron. I've been a captain a lot longer than you have. Hey, Roy, why don't you give me a spot hidden roll? Alright, well, after that last roll, I'm not going <laughs> to Oh, I needed a 70, I got a 63. That's a success. As you look up, walking closer to the superstructure, you see that there's one lifeboat about four stories up dangling there. But it looks off. Maybe, like, one of the ropes holding it up has been cut, and the tarp that's supposed to be lashed down over it is flapping in the wind. And it looks like there might be something on the tarp, Maybe grease. You can't quite tell from this distance, but there's definitely something there. See that lifeboat, Jaws? Aye, they're required to have them on all boats. It's the only one, though. Ah, more likely than not, there's another one on the other side. We just can't see it from here. What I'm telling you is that they probably escaped in the other one. It's definitely a possibility. It's the current year, so Coast Guards exist. (laughs) I'm telling you that you're worrying for nothing. Let's go check this structure out. All right. And Byford and Roy enter into level one, the bottom floor of our superstructure. So you guys come in at the front, right about over here. You walk into the opening. The door is already open. Which way do you want to go? And mind you, you can't see very far past this junction yet. Seems that all the lights, either all the lights are out or the electricity is just not working. I'll walk forward then until I find the fork. Okay. And then at the fork, I'll turn left, inspecting the rooms along the way. From what you can see, the doors that you're passing on your left are clearly just storage. It looks, from what you can tell, like supplies for the crew. Food, drinks, but... Something that catches your eye in the fading light is that a couple of the doors to these have been ripped off the hinges. Clean off the hinges. You don't see them anywhere, so, you know, it's safe to think they're still around here somewhere. And on the wall opposite that, you see deep, gouging claw marks scraping across. I'll enter into one of the rooms with no doors, and I'll start going through the supplies. Don't go through the bag. That's scary. Build a screen door. Inside, 
there's various packages, bottles, and luckily for you, nothing is spoiled, seeing as it's so cold out here already being up north. But you don't quite think you should try and eat any of this either. <sighs> Cute. I'm going to open one and take a bite or a drink, I guess. if we're, Are we at beer or meat? Uh, right now, you'd be in the meat locker, so... All right, then I'll put meat in my pockets to save for later. What do you think you're doing? I'm taking the supplies. Look, I think I saw the stairs back from where we came. If we're going to find the comms array, it's going to be on the top deck. All right, well, hold on. I got to do something fast. And I'll go to where the door hinges had been ripped off, and I'll get out of my back pocket my screen door repair kit. And I'll start patching together some of the extraneous pieces to try and create a screen door. Like Fortnite. <laughs> yep. <laughs> roll for screen door. I roll for screen door. I needed 100. I got a 78. So the screen door gets put up. Congratulations. One of the places that was missing a door is now covered by a screen door, albeit a very scrappily built one considering you didn't have proper materials lying around. Look, I do my best. As you stand back to admire your work, Byford grabs you by the arm and drags you back towards the stairs. Look, Jaws, I don't know what your problem is. I'm not Roger Moore. I'm just trying to make this a better place. Doorways need doors. I do love me some hot captain-on-captain action. Me too. If you don't want to help me investigate, you can go back out onto the deck and find your friends. I'm investigating, but I'm doing it the Arroyo way, and that's why I'm an investigator and you're a boat captain. But now I'm both. So Byron is going to pull out an old flip phone. Use the very small and somewhat underpowered LED on the front as a flashlight, and he's going to start ascending the stairs to the next level. What are you going to do? I'm going to follow him because I'm impressed by his flip phone. Because <laughs> maybe we aren't so different after all. Back on the main deck, we have our other group. Now that you've dropped your anchor, what are you going to do? I don't know, Jack. What do you think? This is, uh, it's very strange. Obviously, we, we don't have much of a, uh, opportunity to see what's in hold three because of the damaged crane, and that would take too long, right, Wynn? Uh, yeah, it, it'd take me a good while and, and a decent set of tools to get that thing working again. Yeah, so I'm not sure if that's even worth it. I have complete faith in Byford, and, uh, Roy seems very capable, so I'm happy letting them, uh, figure things out from the comms angle. But what do you think about, uh, let's go check hold one real quick. Yeah, I'm up for that. It's partially open. We can peek down there, see if there's anything unusual. Uh, let me get out my flashlight. Uh, maybe that'll help us. As we pass by hold two, I wouldn't mind taking a peek in there again, just to flash around, make sure there's no one down there. Yes, uh, how uh, how far down to the uh, crates in hold two? Full-size cargo hold. It's 20, 25 feet mm-hmm. down. Ooh, that's that's too far. I don't... Without rope or something... Good luck, Wynn! Down. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Uh, you, if you look around the entrance, there are ladders oh, built oh, into the side. Nice. So we could descend if we wanted to. Yeah, you can go down into the cargo hold if you want. All right. Uh, well, well, let's take a look at uh, hold one, or unless you want to take a peek first, Jack. Uh, I'll take a peek over in hold one with Wynn if you wanted to descend into hold two. Well, see if there's anything else I, you can see. I don't see know if I'm going down. in. I just want to. I want to maybe. Oh, you're a brave boy. Why don't you go on down the ladder? I want to shine in there and see if I can. Uh... We all shy. See anybody? <laughs> Would you like some ice cream, Doc? <laughs> Red rum, Mrs. Torrance. C- c- come along, Wynn. J- Jackie, you let us know what you see down there, and uh, Wynn and I will take a peek down all the All right, sounds good. Since... Good luck. Clearly, we got a peek. Come along, Wynn, and she'll just oh, sort of oh, grab his collar and uh, yank him over towards hold one. Ah! 
I'm gonna walk up to uh, hole two, shine my flashlight around, and yell down, is anybody in there? Or, is anybody in there? All you hear is a loud resounding echo of your voice. <gasps> Guys, I heard someone. They asked if anybody's in there. But as you look back down there, you see one of the tarps that you're pretty sure had something under it earlier is now just flat on the ground. Living crates! <gasps> Find that very peculiar. I'm gonna start climbing down. So you climb down into the belly of cargo hold number two. The ship is alive. It's got a belly. I'm in the belly. Hope it's pork belly. Mm. I like myself a pork belly BLT. Once down into the cargo hold, seeing what you can see with the limited light coming in from above. And my flashlight. And your flashlight. And my lighter. And my lock plate. No. <laughs> you see more of what you thought you saw up top. Crates and boxes and pallets all stacked, some covered in tarps. Off to one side, you see what looks like some sort of control panel, possibly for a refrigeration system of sorts, but it's clear that there's no electrical power on this ship right now. That's nifty. Strewn around the hold are also some of the boxes have been opened. There are tarps lined, or some tarps, some chains, some ropes. All right, I'm going to go over to where I uh, was looking at the tarp previously that no, no longer has anything under it. While you're walking over there, why don't you give me a dex roll? Uh, my what roll? Hey, ooh. Uno momento, por favor. All hands on decks, you know what I'm saying? I, ooh, I needed a 60, I got a 58. As you look intently at the tarp sitting on the floor in front of you, you don't notice a small patch of ice that has formed on the deck below you. You put your foot down and slide forward and just barely manage to wobble to catch yourself before going flat onto your back onto the floor of the cargo hold. Over by the tarp that is now flat on the floor that you swear once had something under it, you see a couple of stacks near the tarp. You see a couple of stacks of netting that were clearly used to hold down some of these. A couple of steel cables, some rope, and a couple of fuel cans. I'm going to, after noticing the icy spot, of course, and being very dexterous, I'm going to... Uh, Put down some salt. You're no good at what you do. People hate you. Work my way up towards hold three, if I'm assuming they're all... Yeah, they're all connected. You can see clearly see they're... Hallways and side rooms, but they are all connected. just kind of, you know, scanning as I go, flashing my, shining my flashlight. Nothing too exciting on the walls here. Pipes, lots of pipes, and what you assume are bundles of wire. The internal workings of the ship. Are the pipes cracked? No, but they are cracked pipes. Oh, good. I'm going to um, walk right over to a pipe and just get a little bit if I could. Just, just a li I only need a little bit to get me through the afternoon. How are the holds kept on? Is it like a huge metal cover? Up top, they're literally just a big metal cover that okay. hinges up and down. Gotcha. So what I'm going to do before I head back towards hold two is I'm going to shine my flashlight up and see if I see any way to from the inside to unlock or unhinge where it can be released so it can open. Uh, hold two, the one you're in, is all, is all the right, way open. I'm at hold three. I worked my way down to hold three. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm just shining the flashlight up there to see if I can see if there's like levers to unlatch it from the inside or if it's all on the outside up, up top. No. From what you can glance around, you can't really see it. What might be some kind of control panel other than another okay. identical refrigeration system control panel from the second hold. I'm going to head back to hold two then and uh, start to work my way up the ladder. Sandy, as you look down into hold one, in here you can see what looks to be palletized meat products. Various cuts of meats, corpses, along with 
something shiny lying on the floor next to the ladder at the bottom. Ooh, something shiny. Is it uh, something akin to my silver pocket watch, perhaps? That shiny? Not silver shiny, but there is definitely something that might be metal lying down there. Well, you're not, certainly not enticing me very much. <laughs> when? what do you make of that? Uh, something shiny. Is that is that a tool down there? What is that? It uh, looks to me like it might be a, a crowbar. We could uh, make our way down. What do you think? I'd probably be helpful. I, we don't know what's around here. You, you know, I might be able to swing it at something. All right. Well, come on. Let's uh, let's take a peek down there. Uh, ladies first. All right. I'll, I'll climb down carefully. My old sixty-nine-year-old body just can't uh, take too much adventure. If you know what I mean. Don't let that deter you, Win. <laughs> uh, you make it to the bottom of the ladder, Win in tow, and you bend over to find uh, a crowbar. However, what you couldn't see from above, just slightly behind the crowbar, is a piece of pipe. Is it a crack pipe? <laughs> a piece of, of metal pipe. Looks like a, like a piece of plumbing pipe they'd use to run something through the ship. But this one has a chunk of bloody hair frozen to the end. Oh, that's not right. Oh, so as if it uh, might have been used as a weapon, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I'm I'm a bit trepidatious now. When uh, t- take a peek at that, um, I'm going to uh, use my sleight of hand and pick up the crowbar. And I failed, but I'm going to use seven points of luck to make that a success. So I took my fifty-seven to a fifty. So I now have the crowbar without he him noticing that I actually took it. When bends over to take a look at the pipe and immediately freezes. It is is that blood? totally does not notice you just picking up the crowbar and hiding it away. I don't know, Wynn, but uh, you might want to pick that up just in case we do need it. Uh, is that human hair? I... oh, I don't feel so well. Uh, man up, boy. Uh, think of your father. Make him proud. Pick it up. Wynn picks up the pipe, but he kind of holds it at arm length with a couple of fingers. Just scrape off that hair. Scrape it off a little bit. It's okay. It'll be fine. Hits it against the ladder. Uh, tries to get the, the hair to fall off. While he's doing that, I'm going to uh, just look around to see if I can see any other evidence of blood or a, maybe a trail of activity where that might have come from. You see a small trail of blood drops heading back to the, the rear of the cargo hold. And as you get closer, you see a small hallway with a stairwell branching off on either side. But coming up from that stairwell in the second floor of the hold below is a strange smell. Oh, so it goes deeper into the boat? Mm-hmm. There's oh. clearly a second floor to all of these cargo holds. That's not good at all. Um, perhaps we need Jackie. What do you think, Wynn? Uh, I'm feeling a bit nervous. Uh, some other help might be nice and less bloody weapon and you can see him kind of holding it out and every time he looks over at it it looks like he heaves a little bit trying to not totally vomit buck up there young lad now let's uh let's head back over to hold two because i think jackie's over this way and uh, she'll make her way back towards hold two through that hallway and uh sort of peek at the doors that are it looks like there's um container units of some sort to either side north and south Yep, just standard shipping crates, big metal shipping crates. This is the refrigerated section of the the ship where they keep the product. And and then uh, we'll make our way to hold two. Do we see Jackie anywhere? Before you find out, we are going to go back over to our superstructure explorers, Byford and Roy. Now on CBS. (laughs) Byford and Roy, coming this summer. As you, Roy, and Byford continually trudge up set of stairs after set of stairs, he comes up and pulls you off 
on to the top level, level five. I can't quit you. We just skipped a lot of places that we could be checking out. We need to figure out what happened to the comms here. Maybe we can use their more powerful radio to get a better signal out, tell the Coast Guard there's something here. I mean, the boat on the radio might be able to reach too, but we'd have to go back to try. I mean, we're this far. We might as well keep going. As you come around up to the final set of stairs, you notice that this stairwell's bloodier than the others. Atop the stairwells is a small access corridor to either side, which leads to the rear of the wheelhouse, the bridge. It's a little brighter in here because of the windows. So you walk around and into the front of the wheelhouse. Off to the left side, you can see there's a small room with a closed door. But more importantly, in front of you is the main controls for the ship. With a quick glance, you can see that everything in this wheelhouse is seriously damaged. Controls and dials are smashed. Levers are bent, twisted, or pulled off of their mountings, and great dents mar the control's metal housing. The front viewing window also has a large crack running through it, but you can't really see what's happening out the front. The frost has kind of blocked your view. Papers and charts lie scattered about. Clearly, this suggests that somebody came in here and was pretty damn well hell-bent on making sure this ship wouldn't be going anywhere. Although, the damage to the metal casing and the twisted rods would require strength beyond anything that of a normal man. I don't have enough screen door materials for all of this. Do you guys have a Jimmy's hardware near here? Looks like we won't be using the radio here. The panel is smashed to bits. I don't know what to make of this whole scene. Did you notice all the blood? Ah, that stairwell was not pretty. I guess I'll start inspecting around the... The monkeys? Mushmen? Machinery? The machinery, sure. Why don't you give me a spot hidden roll? I needed a 70, I got a 40, that's a success. While the stairway leading to this bridge is quite bloody, you notice that amongst all of the destruction in the wheelhouse, all the damage to the electronics, there is not a single drop of blood. However, glancing over to the door by the radio, where the radio room would be, you do see that there are traces of blood splattered on the the door frame around the closed door. Also, on the far wall to the right, there is what appears to be uh, a mounting for some sort of fire axe, but the axe isn't there anymore. It's gone. The glass that once held it back has been shattered and is lying on the floor within the rest of the wreckage. So somebody pretty obviously smashed this up with the axe. I don't think an axe could do this. The axe is gone. I don't know why else. I mean, I guess he could have been defending himself. I think if we find the axe, we'll find... What did this? Byron walks over to the radio room, twists the handle, and pulls the door open. Fudge. It's what I feared. There's fudge! <laughs> I hate it's a fudge. It's room full of fudge. <laughs> Upon entering the radio room, it's a similar story to our control room. Someone has come in here and caused serious damage to the radio system. The metal encasing has been ripped open, and the wires within have been severed and pulled on, while the microphone itself has been smashed into pieces. Uh, as you and Byron examine the damage, it reveals that it's, it's different than the way the wheelhouse was damaged. It looks like to you that maybe this damage could have been done by a single person using an axe. Huh. I think we figured out what happened to your missing axe. I guess I'll do a spot hidden. Is the axe there? I need a 70, I got a 2, that's an extreme success. The axe is in the door next to his head. You take a moment to survey the damage, you 
see a small glint of wood from underneath a bunch of papers and charts, and as you brush them aside, you indeed find your missing fire axe lying on the floor. As you're down there looking at your fire axe, taking up, taking a second to look up, it is clear to you, even someone who hasn't spent time on a boat, that there's no way in hell you're going to fix this radio. It is totally and utterly kaput. Of zero use to you whatsoever. I think I'll try anyway. I <laughs> uh, no. I'll take the axe and start heading back towards the stairwell. Where are you heading now? You think we should try and meet up with your friends, or...? I think we should try and meet up with whatever did this. Well, we passed by some things on the first floor. We can go back and see what's there. All right. I was going to say we go to the other floors, but since you wrote the scenario, I'll trust you. And begin trudging back down the stairs to the first floor. Sandy and Jack. Yes, dear. Sandy, you walk in with Wynn right as you see Jack begin to ascend the ladder out of hold two. Uh, Jackie, Jackie, one moment. Uh, come on back down here. What? How did you guys get down here? Oh, we, we basically flew. Uh, uh, we, we did uh, Legion Airlines. It's uh, pretty cheap. Legion Airlines? Yes, take a look at it. Oh, it's, uh, it's barely come bloody on now. This is inappropriate. It, it only hurts when you laugh. Oh, I'll rub it later. Well, well come, come see what I found. Come in. Oh, and uh, here, you might need this. And she's going to hand him the crowbar. Nice. As soon as she turns around, I'm going to hit her in the back of the head. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Game over. Oh. Uh, we, we found something uh, very... Uh, show him, Win. What do you got there? Uh, we found this over. And he takes the pipe that he's been holding and gingerly swings it over in front of you for you to look at. I'm going to grab it out of his hand and take a look at it closer with my flashlight. It is indeed a broken off chunk of pipe. But on one end of the pipe, you see that quite clearly there's a, a chunk of frozen bloody hair stuck to the end. Hmm. Jack, what is that? Is that is that is that human hair? You know, I'm not sure. Give me a second. I'm smell it. Taste it. A little bit of a little, little lick. From your experience <clears throat> at the FBI, you can definitely tell that that is human hair and human blood. Ugh. Yeah, something bad happened with this. It's not good. Uh, here, here, Win. I give it back to Win. Then you might need this. Oh, jeez. And he's gonna grab it and kind of hold it out in front of him. So follow us. Uh, we, we found something up here uh, in the hold, in hold one, and uh, there's something down below. Oh, look, I talked to you about this. You can't blame an old gal for trying. Let's just lead the way, all right? Yes, so come on down over here and you'll see. Look, I talked about this. See see this, uh, see these blood spots? and uh, Oh, my. And smell that, smell that coming from the uh, below hold. Not to be confused with the blowhole. Everybody get behind me. I'm going to lead with the flashlight and the crowbar. Sandy's going to keep one hand in her coat pocket, a hand curled around one of the rocks, and her left hand has a shuriken in it. Holy shit. You descend down the metal staircase. Clink, 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 clink. Shh. Listen, do you smell that? Sorry. So you turn the corner and come out into the room. You see quite the grizzly sight. Uh, grizzlies! Bears! Bears everywhere! Run! As you look, you see a pile in front of you. I just happen to have the piles. <laughs> hot, 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 hot. And it's kind of hard to see what this is made out of from all the way back here, but it's a sizable pile, all jumbled up and mangled, just thrown together. But it does look like something is piled, whatever this is, in this one spot specifically. I'm going to put my hand back and tell them to wait a second, as, and I'm going to take a couple steps into the room with my flashlight shining on the pile. Now, at first you think, no, maybe this is just a, 
some of the the meat they left lying out just as they do forget to package it up yeah but no when you get closer you clearly can tell that this is a very large pile of bodies oh shit. more likely than not the well, what's left of the crew of the Grinland Tropish. So why don't you go ahead and give me a sanity roll, Jack? I needed a 79. I got an 80. Okay, so you, Jack, take four points of sanity damage. Whew, at least it's not five. Right? Jackie, what, what is it? I can't quite make it out. What? As you more closely examine the pile, you can see that this is a grouping of 13 people, clearly the crew members of the ship. They have all have various injuries, ranging from bite marks to severe crushing damage, while some of them appeared to have been partially eaten? Now, while searching the bodies isn't a pleasant task, you can dig around, and maybe you'll find something if you want to take that chance. Sandy, you stay back. This is the crew. We found what, them. What? What? what it, oh, oh, my lord. What? What is it? Wind, wind, cover your eyes, boy. What's going on? Nothing, nothing. I'll, I'll swaddle him in my breasts. Uh, way down there? All right, I'm going to uh, take a minute and um, and kind of... First, I'm going to put on my surgical gloves that I brought with me. And um, I have the crowbar, so I'm going to kind of poke and push as I can and search the bodies. So as you poke and prod at the bodies, it's a little more difficult than you thought, seeing as the blood has congealed in the cold and almost stuck them together. Although you do manage to pull out a key ring with a set of keys... I got a new car! Clint, these are the keys to some of the doors around the ship. Ah, helpful. I'm going to uh, wipe them on my leg real quick to get any excess blood as much as I can off. And uh, back up over to Sandy and, yeah, take these. We're going to need them. What do we need them for, Jackie? Uh, I think they're going to open doors that we might need to get into. But uh, why, why don't we just leave? I think you're right. We need to leave, but we need to find the others first. The other what? The captains. I say we, we, we gather Roy and uh, and Byford and just get the hell out of here and call the Coast Guard. I agree. Let's go. This is not... I, I, I'm very nervous. Sandy, keep a hold of yourself. So we're going to head back up to hold one level one. Roger that. We've had enough. Mm-hmm. So you head back up to the first floor of the first hold. And then what? I'll be absentmindedly jingling the keys in my hands. Okay, so you ascend up to the first deck of the ship, crawling back out into the cold and the sunlight. And before you have a chance to uh, to turn, Wynn clears his throat. And, um, it might be a good idea to head back to the yacht just to to make sure everything's okay there. Uh, we we don't want to want it to float away or anything. It is a boat. You know, that, that's a good idea, When You want to head over there and maybe call the Coast Guard? We'll go get the others and we'll meet you over there. Uh, okay, I'll I'll see if I can't get some help. Wynn is going to turn and head down the gangplank back onto the Delilah. Be a man now. Hey there, Delilah, as I look over at the boat. What do you think? Uh, let's head towards the uh, the comms array up there. I bet you they're trying to get it to work so they can call in the, the Coast Guard. Yes, let's do that. Uh, and then uh, Sandy's going to start calling out. Byford, Roy. Before you can walk away, uh, Wynn turns around and says, Um, excuse me, uh, miss, um, you wouldn't happen to know the, the current time? I, the Coast Guard likes to know a lot of really weird information, and I, I don't have anything on me. Well, of course, let me check my pocket watch. And she'll open up her silver pocket watch and check the time. As you put your hand on your silver pocket watch, out of the corner of your eye, you see something big, something white fall off the side of the ship and you hear a loud splash. Fudge crackers. A third boat. <laughs> the boat's getting away. 
Uh, I'll rush to the edge of the deck and see what it was. For a split second, you almost swear you can see something big swimming in the water. Just off the ship, maybe heading towards the uh, the (sighs) yacht. Uh, uh, Wynn, I think you'd best hurry. Uh, If you can, uh, uh, get help right away. Can't hear you. He is all the way up in the bridge, attempting to radio. He's quick. I I think we'd best uh, gather uh, Byford and uh, Roy. Jackie, what do you you think? We need to get out of here I'm going to cup my my hand around my mouth. Roy! Roy Arroyo! Roy, why don't you give me a listen roll? Polo. No, it's Arroyo. I needed a 28, I got an 80. You hearing anything? (laughs) As you are descending down the stairs to the first level of the superstructure, right as you pass the landing for floor two, you're caught off guard by the sound of a large metal door slamming down the hallway, echoing throughout the entirety of the superstructure. Did you hear that, Jaws? Hi. Sounds like there might be something on the second deck here. And he's going to slowly step around the corner onto the second level of our superstructure. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll hold the axe in a ready position. It's turned into body spray. <laughs> I'll win for sure, then. Oh. You're attacked by douchebags. <laughs> Hashtag sponsors, Oh, not douchebags. Douche As you both walk out onto the second floor of the superstructure, it's quiet, eerily quiet. All of the doors in this corridor are open, and most of them are partially ajar, if not swinging back and forth. Just a bunch of swinging decks. As you come around the side, it's clear that the one door, you can see your door that slammed, as it's still moving around quite a bit. But the door next to that one can't quite slam shut, seeing as it looks like there's a, a book of some sort propping the door open. I'll, uh, I'll pick up the book, despite my previous instincts telling me not to. The title of the book is Eric the Red, and you should now, in your journals, have the page that you found. As you pick up the book, it splits open to one page that you can clearly tell it's been sitting on for a while. It's folded in such a way that it's almost like somebody had bookmarked that for for future use or reference. Do you want me to read it? If you want to. It happened one morning that Carl Stefney and his men noticed up above the clearing a kind of speck as it were glittering back at them, and they shouted at it. It moved. It was a cyapod, and hopped down to the river bank off which they were lying. Thorvald Eric the Red Sun was sitting by the rudder, and the cyapod shot an arrow into his guts. He drew out the arrow. There's a fat round my belly, he said, We have won a fine and fruitful country, but we will hardly be allowed to enjoy it. Thorvald died of his wound, and a little later the Cyapod skipped away and back north, and Carl Sneffy and his men gave chase, catching sight of him every now and again. The last glimpse they had of him, he was leaping for some creek or other. Carl Sneffy and his men had turned back. Then one of the men sang this ditty, Men went chasing, I tell you no lie, a one-legged legger racer the seashore by. But this man wander, cursed son a trollop, Carl Sneffy pray ponder, escaped at a, gall- a gallop. They concluded that those mountains which were at hop and those they had now discovered were one and the same range, that they therefore stood directly in line with each other and extended the same distance on both sides of Stramfjord. You hear that, Jaws? I know the tale. 
Vikings. What did I say? Boom. That name, Cyapod, it's told as a, a way to scare younger sailors. How it always been a, a myth, a legend. I can't shake the feeling that maybe there's something more than a myth going on here. We have this axe. And my axe. So let's take this myth out of existence. I hate to tell you, but I think you're going to need more than an axe to take out a Cyapod, son. From what I remember of the legend, it's big. Very, very big. Well, I'm very, very persistent. Look, I just don't think it's smart to head-on charge a Cyapod with an axe. Well, then let's see if we can't find any more weapons. Down, out in front of our superstructure, you two, Sandy and Jack, hear the same large metal clang coming from inside. Jackie, I think they must have found something. Let's 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 rush here. All right, I agree. Let's go see what we can see. I'll, I'll be right behind you. Um, you have the crowbar, and I'll, I have my shuriken. I mean, my rock. I've got my crowbar and my flashlight and the flashlight that he put in my inventory for some reason. So we'll uh, we'll enter into the level one uh, to the south where where number three is. Number three. And uh, and carefully calling Roy's name and Byfoot's name as we make our way. Roy! Roy! Baffert! Baffert! Roy! Baffert! Roy! We're over here! Ro- you hear him shout. Where are you? Are you up one level, perchance? You can see Byford sticks his head around the corner. We found something interesting up on the second floor, if you want to come have a look. Yes, of course. Uh, uh, but I, I, I think, Captain, I, th- I believe we need to, to uh, make our way out of here post-haste. There's something... In the water. We gotta get going, guys. There's, uh, I found something very disturbing under, under, uh, down in the cargo holds. You might not be used to seeing butchered creatures. That's perfectly fine. This ship obviously carried cargo for sale. Those creatures were people. And there were 13 of them, the entire crew. And they weren't just butchered. Uh, They were eaten. Yeah, well, the comms units were all destroyed. Oh, that is much more disturbing. Did you have to roll for sanity? I don't think so. I'm already insane. Come on, let's get the hell out of here. Wynn is already on the yacht calling the Coast Guard. So you guys let Wynn go alone? No, we magically made a friend for him to go with that's imaginary and he's a friend to go with. I'm not the one who sent this dude's idiot son alone when there's a Cyapod on the loose. A what? A Cyapod. The hell's a Cyapod? It's a a myth. Yes, it's a myth. I believe it was uh, referenced in uh, Eric the Viking. Yeah, see, she knows. You're the idiot, Jack. Yeah, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Well, then you're useless, and we'll leave you on this boat. All right, I'll stay on the boat then. We should go make sure Wynn is okay. Yes, let's go. I quickly, quickly leave and get back onto the deck and start heading towards... Wait, hold on, I forgot my keys upstairs. Jack, as you spin with your flashlight to exit... Flashlight. Onto the... Your flashlight. (laughs) Something at the far end of the corridor... On the starboard side of the ship catches your eye. A, a ah, glint. give my eye back. It's another crowbar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dual fisting. So you stop and take a moment. It kind of looks like a giant arrow lodged into the wall. Guys, give me a second. I'm going to run over to it real quick and look at it. Is it something I can remove like I can get out of where it's stuck? Uh, if you want to give me a strength roll. I don't want to, but I will. I needed a 70. I got a 66. So you... Put both hands on it. You kind of prop a foot up against the wall, and you it's a yank. Saturday night, and, <laughs> and you hear the boat go. Uh, you pull it out, and this is very clearly a a very large arrow. Almost so, 
spear type for me. It's so big. Or a harpoon? Yeah, for your size, it might be a spear. The tip is very... Sensitive? (laughs) (laughs) The tip looks like it's not metal, uh, glass or maybe ice of some sort. It's very cold to the touch. Well, then I won't touch it. Is that an arrow, Jackie? It looks like it. Yeah, this is really strange. Uh, Mr. Keeper, I rolled a 26. Uh, I needed a 40 for my history roll. Does the uh, uh, reference of Sayapod and this arrow ring any bells with me? Yeah. Um, you would know that the Sayapod is commonly described as a, a very large creature. Very tall, about 200 feet big mm. at, when it's fully extended. It has a single eye and a single foot, and it gets around by either dragging itself forward or hopping, and it commonly uses a, a an oversized or a correctly sized for a large bow to hunt and what kill. Fudge. Oh, shit. And if you want to uh, turn the page in the book that Gabe or Roy is currently holding, you'll find something interesting. Ah, that's not good. I don't like that. It's a xenomorph. Uh. Oh, that's not good at all. Is Sandy making the connections between mention of a cyapod, an arrow found, dragging things on the deck, and the uh, weird swimming thing that jumped off the side? Yep. To you, this clearly indicates a cyapod, but you can't quite figure out how something that big is getting around without being seen by anyone. I mean, you saw it once, but... Something that big is not going to be able to just stand still and disappear. So it has something. There's something that you're not quite getting. Boys, I I think we're in a bit more trouble. I believe we should uh, collect wind and, uh, if if at all possible, escape via the the yacht. But um, I think time is of the essence, and we're we're up against something that is a bit more dangerous than uh, we first suspected. I agree. I think we get the hell out of here. I'm going to grab, take the arrow with me, though, as a weapon, and I'm going to hand Roy the crowbar. Half-Life yep. 2. And then I'm going to hand Sandy the weapon so we can, or the crowbar, so we can all have weapons. I, I, I'm I, good. I have a shuriken. Uh, maybe a bifer could use that. Then I'm going to hand Jaws the weapon so we can all have Arr. weapons. And I also have my trusty pocket watch. Then I'm going to kill Sandy and take her shrewken and pocket watch. Uh-oh. Uh, uh, oh. Yank real hard. So you all head back down across the deck. It's a huge deck. Of the ship towards the gangplank. Which isn't very far because the uh, the opening is right there and the gangplank is right here. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to run. Run. And as that you arrive back down onto oh, thank goodness. the top deck of the Delilah. I'm on the sun lounge. I'm going to take my top off. Hey there, Delilah. It's been such a quite long time. Hey, Jack, I bet I can jump. I don't think you can. I got 20 bucks saying you ain't going to make it. When? I got when? 20. All right, let's do it. 20 bucks. Bifoot, call your boy. Let's. We, we need to uh, get get away from here and uh, call the Coast Guard as soon as possible. When? Get your sorry excuse for an ass out here. That's pretty creepy. That's your son, <laughs> dude. Yes, but he needs to learn to man up. He and I can talk about that later. <laughs> There's no response from the bridge. All right, I'm going to run up to the bridge real quick. He's on the phone. Don't be rude. When? When? Did you call the Coast Guard? As you come around the corner onto the bridge, you notice that something's different. Oh, mainly the fact that uh, the radio controls have been smashed. Son of a bitch. Ripped apart. How am I supposed to sell this now? At least I have my dinghy. 
<laughs> and pinned across the bridge on the other side of the room is Wynn, hung up on the wall by a large arrow. Oh, fuck. Jackie, I told you not to send him alone. Don't put this on me. He's the one that knows how to use I the radio. I also said after the math. That's not what you said earlier. All right, I'm going to go jump overboard. <laughs> Let me see why he's not. Byford rounds the corner and stops, seeing his son pinned against the wall on the other side. Byford, no. Don't come in here. Don't come in here. What happened? Uh, uh, he tripped. He had uh, a shaving accident. <laughs> he's dead. Oh, Roy, you ruined everything. I didn't say how he died. <laughs> That's true. Save that for a surprise. Like an anniversary or a birthday. <laughs> we need to get the hell out of here. I'm going to go grab a run down to the uh, somewhere lower deck and find a blanket or a tarp that I can bring up and cover the boy. Why don't we just throw him overboard? So, something just occurred to me, and I'm going to pull out my silver pocket watch and check the time. You're out on the main deck, right? Yes. As you grip your silver pocket watch, you hear a scraping noise, and you turn up and look onto the deck of the ship, and you catch just a glance of something moving along the top deck before it goes out of your your range of vision. Roy, Roy, follow me. While Jackie's checking uh, for a blanket, a binky, and I'm going to keep my po- pocket watch out and sort of move towards, lead Roy towards where we saw the, I saw the movement. You guys are parked somewhere around here on the side of the ship, so you can use the gangplank. You saw something up over here. On top of the uh, super, uh, the freighter's uh yeah. Deck. Right by right in front of the first crane, basically. So my, my theory is that uh, this thing is scared of silver in some way, shape, or form. Really, follow me. I I I think this my watch might actually detect this thing, or it's scared of it. Kids these days can't read analog. Must be a young skypod. Why do you think it'd be afraid of a dumb watch? I don't know. I've taken it out twice, and it just occurred to me, and I could see. I could see it. So it either allows me to see it, or, but it never attacks me. Then keep the watch out. Yes, that's what I'm doing. Follow me. And I'm she'll, following she'll you. She'll go up the gangway, back onto the freighter. So you climb up the gangway onto the ship. You just catch what might look like the foot end of the cyapod sliding into hold number uh. one. Roy, Roy, are you good with video games by any chance? Yeah. Roy, you see Sandy staring wide-eyed at uh, the opening into hold one. You can't tell what she's looking at. To you, it looks like she's just staring off onto the iceberg. I believe I understand now. We, we need to somehow activate these cranes and close the holds, trapping it beneath. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm good at Tetris. <laughs> Perfect. I did find these keys. Do you suppose this could initiate the electrical system that we need to close these things up assuming that they weren't smashed up yeah can i just try and kill it uh, it's it's much too big i can see it it's much too big for you roy yeah but if it's afraid of your watch i could just hit it without it even roy go get byford quickly pull him away from the boy while jackie takes care of win i will keep this thing at bay with my silver pocket watch run i will run and grab Fly, you fool Hey Jaws, your kid's been dead for a few minutes now. We got more. We got more important things to do. Roy, what are you guys doing? We got shut up. We got our own plan. Seriously, you going back on that that ship? Yeah. How do you? What are you guys planning? Don't get killed. All right. I try my best, but I'd like to know what the hell's going on. We're gonna kill it. What are you using to kill it? My axe. And that's it. Just your axe. And you have my bow. So Buford over here 
he doesn't have a whole lot to live for right now, so he's pretty expendable. We might be having him do a lot of the dirty work. Okay, well, you guys be careful. I was hoping for more information, but that's cool. You can come with us if you want, otherwise I don't care. Wind's already dead. I might. It might be better if we stick together. All right, let's go. Unless you want to get killed by the Coast Guard like <laughs> Wind did. All right, let's go. Byford walks out of the bridge. Uh, seems there's something wrong. It won't start. I'm going to go check the engine room. And he trudges down below the deck. After a couple of minutes of shuffling, you hear Byford from below deck. Damn! He trudges back up. Whatever hit the radio also did some damage to the engines. Now, I have the kit and I have the tools, but it's going to take a bit. So... If we're going to get out of here, you guys are going to have to find some sort of way to, to distract this thing or, or trap it for long enough to me to make my repairs. We got that watch thing. What do you mean watch thing? Oh, it's afraid of Sandy's sag. Afraid of her sack? Yeah, I mean watch. Why, why is it afraid of a watch? I don't understand. I don't get it either. All right, let's go talk with Sandy because she seems to have more information. <laughs> this thing knows we're here. And if it knows that we know about, your nose. about it... Chances are it's not going to want us to be alive for much longer, so hurry it That's up. That's why I don't understand why we're going on to the other ship, but whatever. Let's go. Let's get this going. We're not the ones that need to hurry up here, Bufy. I'll work as fast as I can, but you guys are going to have to stop this thing from finishing me off. Yeah, we'll try. <laughs> Look, we're being hunted. Happy endings are all around. All right, I'm heading to the gangplank. I'm done talking to this goddamn stuff. Let's go. Hey, so, Jack... Heads up the gangplank and back onto the top. And deck. I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask Sandy right away. What is this I hear about a watch? What what is Roy talking about? Jackie, Jackie, come over here a second. Okay. It, it, I, I'm not sure why. I have no idea why, but uh, I remember I Wynn asked me the time earlier, and I took out my pocket watch, and the thing I could see it. Well, what's? I don't know if it's the silver or something else, but I could see the creature. I'm gonna reach into my pocket. And pull out my lucky silver coin that I keep. And as you grip onto your silver coin, both you, Jack, and Sandy hear a very ominous, very, very ominous rumble that almost sounds like a growl or a roar, maybe, coming from below. What the hell was that? Wait, hold on. I have an idea. And I'll pull out my silver pen knife. Oh, by the power of Grayskull. All silvers unite. Form of a bucket of water. As you grip your silver pocket or your silver pen knife, you catch the end of some kind of noise. You're not quite sure what it was, but there's definitely you definitely came from below you. I'm gonna hedge a bet here and say it's afraid of the silver. I like your thinking. Uh, sh- should we hold it off up here, or should we actually try to drive it further deeper into the hold? I think we should try and corner it. Yeah, cornhole it. All right, we're going to try to cornhole it. I mean, corner it. So we'll, we'll descend into uh, hold number two, holding our silver pieces out and, and saying uh, things from the Bible or something. <laughs> or Eric the, Eric the Viking. We'll, we'll just keep... Uh, repeating his t- little sitting, poem. Re- repeating the poem, yes. You can go ahead and be the one that does that. <laughs> Skyapod, Skyapod, go away, go away. <laughs> we don't like you even today. Bad Skyapod. As you reach... The floor, down the ladder, and hold two level, the first level of hold two, you hear another low rumble coming from farther back. Uh, Towards hold one? Towards hold one, yes. We'll we'll proceed cautiously, Mm -hmm. being on the lookout for suddenly reanimated 13 corpses (laughs) mangled into one gigantic undead corpse. (laughs) 
I have the big arrow weapon thing ready, and I have my coin clenched in my hand. And my silver is a, a knife, so I'm just going to use nice. that and kill it. And, and I'm constantly reciting, at the tone, the time will be... <laughs> so, you guys want to give me a listen roll as you enter whole Not one. particularly, but okay. Yeah, I don't hear anything. I don't either. I needed a 55, I got a 6. That's an extreme success. Or it's just extreme. Mountain Dew. Sandy and Roy, you can't make out anything aside from maybe the waves gently lapping at the side of the boat. But Jack, you can clearly hear what sounds like crunching and slurping coming from the stairwell leading down to the bottom of Holy Quick, Water. guys, there's a buffet up here. Go, go, go. It's a Weight Watchers meeting. <laughs> they finally all lost it. They're eating Beth. Guys, can you hear that? No, no, what do you hear? It sounds like someone's, something's being eaten. Uh, then you go first. <laughs> I can't hear it, so I trust you. <laughs> All right. We'll, t- we'll be exactly 11 feet behind you. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to start heading through, leading with the, the arrow. As you approach the staircase, the door in front of you suddenly swings shut. And you can see on the face of the door and a large... Sorry, there's a large yellow stripe, and in the middle of it is a triangle with what looks like a lightning bolt painted Ooh. in the middle of it. Shazam! Damn it. Oh, is that is this the uh, electrical room? Yeah, it looks like it might be. Investigate, and I'll push Jackie. All right. I'm going to go up to the door that just slammed, make sure that my hand is wet, and touch the handle. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy, your skin's made of rubber. True, I'm very insulated. You could, like... Do some cool electric stuff to kill it. Right, exactly. If we could focus the the energy through our silver items. That sounds good. How are we gonna do that? So what 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 do we see, Jackie? What's what's above what's in front of us? The door. So, as you enter the room, the ceiling is covered in wires and harnesses running all directions in every which way. In the middle of the room you can see a fairly large control panel. This is clearly to you the main generator that powers the electricity or gives electrical power to the ship. And from what you can tell it is currently off. Let's turn it on, Jackie. What do you say? Do you see a big green button that says on? I'm gonna um inch in slowly. You guys shine me some light. You have the flashlight. I've got my coin and this and an arrow. So, and I'm going I have my first. cell phone and I'll, I'll I'll flash it off of my pocket watch to help illuminate. I'm going to I'm going to look around the room and see if I can see. Nope. Spend some I'm luck. Gonna spend some goddamn luck. I needed a 70, I got a 74, so I'm going to spend four luck. You approach one side of the big control panel and while the labels are written in a language you don't understand, near the middle of the control panel is a keyhole and a green button. I have some keys. Damn it, Sandy. Keep it down. I grab the keys out of her hand. I'm going to go up and just start trying the keys one at a time. Takes a couple. The first few don't quite fit. The third one almost fits. And then the fourth one slots into place. Feels so good. Goldilocks of keys. Now just carefully use two fingers and hit that button. All right, I'm going to turn the key. Okay, the green button lights up. I, I hit the green button as quickly as I can. I smash it down. Smashing that button. The generator room Explodes. slowly starts to <laughs> rumble as batteries and wires and you know machinery, electrical mechanisms start spinning up. And all over, the ship lights start blinking on as 
electrical power is restored to the parts of the ship where it has not been nice. destroyed. You now have lights, or some light anyway. Although, Jack, with your extreme listen roll, you note that as soon as the engine, or as soon as the generator room starts rumbling to life, the uh, chewing sounds from below you stop. Down, down where you saw the bodies. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm ready to can go. You, can you witness that again? Let's kill these sons of bees. So, you descend down the staircase into the bottom of hold one, where you can see that the pile of bodies has been disturbed. Instead of being in one big mass, they're now scattered around quite a bit. So, like Doritos. Roll for initiative. Oh, gross. (laughs) Now, this is not what I saw last time I was here, so everybody be on guard. I'm going to slowly walk into the room in a V formation. And and I'll keep chanting, Men went chasing, I tell you no lie, a one-legged racing the seashore by. But this man wonder, cursed son of a trollop, Carl Sefni, pray ponder, escaped at a gallop. Carl Sefni? Carl Sefni? So you enter deeper into the hold, you get a really uneasy feeling. For whatever reason, it kind of seems like the universe is telling you that maybe you shouldn't be down here. Keep going! As you glance down the hallway, just barely enough light to start to see into level 2 of Cargo Hold 2, you see what looks like... uh, pile of rocks, maybe? And I'm going to have to ask all of you to give me sanity rules. <laughs> pile of rocks. Pile of rocks. Everybody likes I needed a 60. I got a 54. That's a success. I needed a 63. I got a 73. That's a fail. I needed a 75. I got a 68. That's a success. For a moment, the cold from the ship seems to ease into your mind, causing a brief sensation of utter and total panic. Now, while Jack and Sandy manage to pause for a moment, shake their heads, and and clear that off, Roy's not so lucky, because you are going to take one point of sanity damage. Take that, buddy. Give you the shivers. Now you want to... That's better. And Roy, as this, this feeling of cold, this feeling of helplessness starts sinking in, you get the sensation that you really don't want to be here at all and you now feel totally convinced that you just need to get the fuck out of here i don't want to be here guys i i can't be here Roy, we need you please i can't i I can't i'll i'll drop my pen and i'll run back towards the uh (gasps) stairwell not the pen not the stairwell i'll snatch up the pen well sandy what do you want to do we lost roy i i i think we need to keep keep going uh i would like to make an occult roll just to see if if there's anything uh, this oppressive darkness makes me think that there might be other forces at work i need a 50 i rolled a 45 thinking back on the psyopod you recall reading somewhere that while it is quite big on its own and quite dangerous it really does not like when people mess with it or disturb it and you get the feeling that there might be something else behind the psyopod driving it. And you really don't want to come face to face with whatever is making that thing angry. Jackie, I, I have a very bad feeling about this. I think Roy may have had the right idea. You think we should get out of here? Yes, I believe if we can at least hold this thing down here 
and give uh, Bifred enough time to get the boat ready, we could escape right. without having to confront it. How do you think we should do that? It's down here. We've driven it down here so far, I think. And now that we have the power, we can close the holds. Why don't we close the holds and put a piece of silver on each hold so it can't get out? I like this idea. Let's do All that. All right. That sounds good. Let's do it. We'll back out Let's slowly. Let's follow Roy. He's moving rather quickly. Look at those buns. They're very muscular. Well, he, he walks he a lot. He certainly does he's, know how to hustle. He's, he's very firm. Nice ass, Roy. We'll head from uh, hold one, level two, up to hold one, level one, and then all the way up. Okay, you're back up on the top deck. Roy, Roy, uh, see if you can get the uh, crane two to work. We need to close this up. Uh, Jack, why don't you close crane one? Uh, crane three is uh, already closed and can't be opened, so those holds are that hold is done. All right, let's and, do it. Uh, let, let's see what happens. I'm going to go put my uh, Roy's pen on hold three. Three. Sounds good. I go up to crane one and uh, <laughs> move the levers and handles and see what happens. I'll do what Try he said, but out. to crane two. So you head up to where the crane controls are, and just off to the side, just off to the left side, is a smaller control panel. You have two buttons, one with an up arrow and one with a down arrow. I'm going to hit the button with the down arrow, I say to myself. As you hit the button, you hear electrical motors grown to life, and the cover above hold number one slowly starts folding down. I'll do the same. As soon as it's folded down, I'm going to put my coin on top of it. Hold number two is also closed, and you set on top of it. It's the uh, pocket watch. It's closed. Let's check on Bifid's, uh progress. That sounds like a good idea. Let's get back to the yacht. Uh, Roy, do you want to check uh, Bifid real quick? And uh, we'll stay here and just make sure nothing untowards are going to happen? I don't want to, but I will, since me and him are better friends than either of you two are. Excellent. Uh, i just like to see you walk away. So I'll go check on Jaws. So you board back down onto the Delilah, walk down the staircase all the way to the bottom floor and out into the engine room where Byford is in that engine. He's clearly been working hard. He's sweating. He's... Talk slower. Slightly greasy. <laughs> Tools are scattered all over the place. Damn this engine. Sup, slacker? You done? Just about. It won't be much longer. We got that meme trapped over on the other boat. You trapped him? How? We, uh, it's afraid of silver. So we closed those gates and put silver on top of them. Silver. Why does that sound familiar? Werewolves are what you're thinking of. No, no. My father really, really liked this story. He used it a lot. He thought it was a great bedtime story. He was he was a terrible father. That explains why you were such a bad father. <laughs> He'd tell it to me often, and the way he talked about it, it's almost like he had seen it himself at one point. And I always, you know, shrugged it off when he's, he's old. He spent a lot of time out here, but maybe he did see it. And I remember him telling me that there was a, a, a crew member on his ship who would often hold on to a silver cross for protection and how he went crazy before weird things started happening on his ship. Well, you know, maybe finish up the engine, then we'll talk about it. Oh, that's what it was. He, he told me you could uh, see it if you're holding silver. It's not scared of it. It's just invisible unless you're holding silver. I will sprint out of the engine hull and run to the upper deck screaming that we need to grab the silver. Jackie, I think Roy's coming. Uh, yeah, he's screaming something. something. I, I can't quite make it I out. Can't make out what he's we need the silver! Did he say screen door? 
And as these jackasses are ignoring me, I'll run and grab my silver pen. Uh, what are you doing, Roy? It's not afraid of silver, you idiot. You just can't see it unless we're holding silver. What the hell? Uh, oh, I grab my okay. coin real quick. Uh, grab my watch. Look around fr- frantically. <laughs> as you frantically scramble around, you, Sandy, see that whenever this attack started, it's clear they were in the middle of doing something as there are a large box currently suspended in Crane 2. And there are a couple other sizable boxes sitting next to the other side of Hold 1 that you just closed. What's in those crates, do you wonder? I don't know. Let's take a look real quick. Jackie, check those ones at Crane 1 there. They're already on the ground. The one above uh, Hold 2 is suspended in the air. Roy, uh, could you lower that down? I'll go and lower it. Why don't you give me a luck roll? Oh, 25. I need a 25. I got a 6. That's a hard luck success. So you can't read whatever language this is, and you've never really operated a crane of any size before, but your formative training and your somewhat short-term obsession with uh, mobile gaming for a while, anything has taught you how to decipher and control a panel. And this kind of looks like something you saw in one of your games. You hit a button, and the crane lights up. And after spending a few minutes looking at it, you kind of deduce okay so this is you have a stick on the top right which you figured out allows you to swivel the crane around and then the stick on the left allows you to raise and lower the payload as well as move it up and down the uh, the long arm at the front of the crane i will lower it then start playing tetris with all the crates so where are you setting it are you setting it down next to the hold on on top of the hole so the crate slowly descends down and comes to a rest on top of the the metal cover of hold two i i lowered it what's inside of it you look you're closer i'll take a look i'm i'm actually closest i'll take a peek from what you can see through the slats in the wood it just kind of looks like packaged meat i don't feel so good i'm a vegetarian by the way heavy box of meat products that they were probably moving or rearranging in the holds when this happened. Well, that was completely worthless. <laughs> I am out of ideas. You used a hard luck roll for that? Any luck with you, Jackie? I propped mine open. Again, it's just a couple of boxes full of meat. Clearly, this is something they were transporting. Can I please just fight it with the axe? D- do you suppose that they were feeding this thing? That's what I was wondering, too. Lowering it down in there, transporting it or something. This is so and bizarre. Then it must have gotten hungry, but if something else was controlling it, I don't. I'm very confused right now. Well, we we certainly have our silver items, so we can see this thing. I wonder if Byford's done yet. <laughs> As you say that, you hear what sounds like the puttering of an engine from the side of the ship. Ah, but poor Win. Well, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> Boys, do you think we should make a sprint I for it? I think we should get the hell out of here as quickly as we can. We need to call the Coast Guard and get as far away from no, this. We don't have a radio, so we just got to get out of here. I'll grab some meat. I'm going to start heading back towards the gangplank and go into the yacht. Gentlemen, assholes and elbows. As you spin head towards the gangplank from down below, you hear what sounds like something banging up against the metal walls of the ship. We have silver. Bye. Bye. We're going to move faster. You descend the gangplank down onto the Delilah, and you glance over to the ship, and you watch as a section of the mid-hull bulges out. Byron comes up. I think she'll be working if one of you wants to try and grab the controls and pull us out of here. Aren't you a frickin' captain? I sprint up to the controls and just full throttle. The boat 
catches and starts moving nowhere near its top speed as he might have fixed the engines, but they are definitely not running at their best. So you start slowly pulling away from the iceberg when you hear the loud, you see a, a loud crack and you see the iceberg shake a little. Release the Kraken. Uh, I, I have my pocket watch out staring intently at the hull. So you pull away out into the ocean back into the fog bank that once hid the ship and will now hide it again. Sandy, as you look back towards the ship, you hear a a splash among these serene and picturesque waters here in the north where hopefully nobody finds this ship again. I'm going to jump overboard and start (laughs) grab hold of the back of the boat and just start kicking my feet. (laughs) Go, 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 go. I'm going to lay in the lawn chair and take off my shirt. (laughs) You look up at the top of the iceberg and catch a hint of something white sliding off with a large splash it lands in the water now this has been a long day and you are really tired so your eyes must be playing tricks on you because surely that thing that you you locked in the hold isn't following you and that's the Woo! end yay that's creepy as yeah, shit it was. <laughs> I was getting like super the thing vibes. I thought uh, I thought there was going to be some sort of infection thing. Yeah, I did too. I thought it was going to be. I like the monster aspect though. That was cool. I like the fact that we didn't solve anything. <laughs> I mean, you figured out what happened to the crew. I didn't even murder it with my axe. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you could have, dude. But hey, at least the hot tub still works on my oh, boat. That's right. So that's mm, all yeah. good. Hot tub well, time machine. Boys, let's hit the hot tub and then we'll hit the dinghy. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Can you explain it in detail? Well, uh, thank you, Matt, for uh, playing the keeper this yeah, round. That was, that was awesome. very fun. Good job, man. Thanks, uh, had a good time. Matt. That was uh, a, a little bit different of a scenario than we've played before, so that was awesome. Well, guys, that's going to be it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you're downloading regular podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com with links to all our recommendos and social media channels, including Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, and our new Skyapod server, where you can chat with us in real time. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. And for constant updates on my heart rate, which is currently at, I think, 200 plus, um, you can find me on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid. And if you want me to make more dead kid jokes, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. And if you can teach me how to ghost an old woman's flip phone, you can reach me at Brian Podcast. Until next time, happy Halloween. Yeah. The Lovecraft Tapes Podcast is copyright 2018. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.